0: Gateway Leadership Podcast. David Canistrasi here. Today we're continuing the uh, leadership conversation that we've been in for uh, these past few episodes. We're talking about spiritual burdens, specifically the supernatural prayer burden, but burdens in general as they relate to the whole issue of leadership. Because leadership begins with a burden. Whatever you're doing, I hope it's not. I hope it's not mechanical for you. I hope you're not doing what you're doing out of obligation or routine i hope you're doing what you're doing for the lord in ministry out of a passion out of a out of a heart that he has touched and whatever that ministry will be if you're in prayer ministry or in citywide unity or or you're leading a business or you're writing a book or you're planning a new teaching series whatever it would be it all begins with a burden. And sometimes when that burden is really from the Lord, that burden just won't go away. It's on your mind day and night. I got to tell you a funny story of how I even came up with this teaching on burdens. God gave me a burden to teach on burdens. (laughs) So that's how it works. I remember sitting in my living room, we had company, it was a Friday night. And, uh, they were talking and we were all talking, but my head was somewhere else. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. I was not paying attention to my guest because even though I was nodding my head and, and I was, you know, trying to engage in the conversation, I could feel this like download. Have you ever had that experience? God is downloading to me this whole thing about burdens. And when they finally left and then I started to study and I got tired and finally went to bed. And I woke up and what do you think Saturday morning? I'm up early and what do you think the very first thing that's on my mind? It's like I never lost a step. As soon as I opened my eyes, more information about burden is coming. And I'm I'm writing I'm looking for a piece of paper to write all this down. It's like uh, a burden to teach on burdens was filling my heart and I felt burdened. <laughs> I don't know if that's confusing to you, but maybe it helps you because I know you have had the exact same experience. I know I know you have felt things deeply, and that's why you're a leader, and that's why you're a communicator. Your burden guides you. Your burden tells you, go this way. Your burden gives you energy. It it gives you the strength not to stop. It gives you direction, and it comes from God. And I think if we get good at recognizing our burdens, boy, we're going to be great leaders for the Lord. In our last episode of this podcast, we asked a question, what are you carrying for the king? We talked about four different kinds of burdens that we can receive. I'll mention them quickly. A burden to seek God, a burden to intercede. Seeking God would be praying to know him for yourself. A burden to intercede would be praying for the advantage of another person. And then there's a burden to prophesy, the whole communication mouth thing, you know, what do we talk about? What are we saying? It's coming from the Lord. If it's in your heart, if it's a burden that's truly been placed inside of you, it will want to come out of your mouth because as Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there's a burden to talk and prophesy and say what God is saying. And then finally, there's a burden to serve, to do something. We talked about Nehemiah. What an incredible, one of my heroes from the Bible, the book of Nehemiah. Great, great book. Well, on today's podcast, I want to have a conversation about joining Jesus in the oil press. Joining Jesus in the oil press, which is based on... One of the most emotionally gripping stories in your Bible. It's found in the Gospels. It's the story, maybe you've guessed it already, of the Garden of Gethsemane. What a beautiful place. Getshmane means literally oil press. If I could take you to Israel with me, I could show you these contraptions that they used to use in the first century, the oil press. It was a, just kind of like a gigantic, almost like a nutcracker. With a basket in the middle of it. And you would pull down on this huge lever and load the baskets up with the olives and pull down on this lever and drop weights and drop stones on it. And with leverage and weight, it would press the oil that would come out and it would be caught underneath as it would drip out. That's really what Gethsemane means. Gethsemane, the one that you and I know, is located on the slope of the Mount of Olives, just across the Kidron Valley from Jerusalem, one of my favorite places anywhere in the world. And to this day, a garden of ancient olive trees stands there. Now, the, what makes Gethsemane special is that Jesus used to go there with his disciples to pray. We see this all through the gospel. It's like he had a spot where he loved to pray. And how many times I've walked through that very garden and just said, Oh, Lord, let that, let that prayer mantle just fall down on me. The most famous events at Gethsemane occurred, of course, the night before Jesus was crucified, when he was arrested there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Each of the gospel writers has their own kind of version of these events of this night, and they vary just slightly. You harmonize them all together. All four accounts bring an accurate picture of that momentous night. So let's walk through what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then we'll talk about joining Jesus in the olive press so we know that as the evening began after after Jesus and his disciples had celebrated the passover they came to the garden of gethsemane and this was intended to be a time of prayer they came to their place of prayer it was a dedicated space at some point in the evening Jesus chose Peter James and John and he separated them from the rest you know it's interesting we're talking about burdens I believe God can give you a burden to seek him in a certain way and seek him in a certain place. Jesus did this. He had kind of like a, a spot that was dedicated, consecrated for prayer and seeking. So he went there. That's where he went. Now, in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the oil press, God's going to separate you. He's going he's to call you to go a little further in prayer. And that's literally the way Mark renders it. He said to them, and he went, Jesus went a little further in prayer. The thing about a, a real burden is it'll separate you. You'll you begin to feel it, but not everybody will feel it. One of the things I think we do sometimes in marriage or in ministry teams or whatever is we is if we're feeling something, we really need the other person to feel it. And maybe that maybe they're not being included by the Lord. And what sometimes you got to carry the burden that you carry by yourself and be comfortable with that and not you know not not force it on other people. Jesus had 12 followers, but he only only called three to go deeper and further. Not everybody's going to feel what you feel. Not everybody has your assignment. They're not supposed to feel what you feel. So this will vary, and it's from the Lord. So he asked his disciples to watch and pray. Prayer and burden is kind of the same playbook, man. You have a burden, you're going to pray. If you have If you pray, you better get a burden, and it's all interconnected. Now, burdens are really all about prayer and encountering God, praying through. There's a phrase you don't hear too much anymore, praying through. This is how Jesus did it. Did you know that he was a man of prayer? Jesus was an intercessor, and he drew his leaders into that same place. He wanted his disciples to share the burden with him. And it reminds me of Matthew chapter 11. Let my yoke come upon you. Take my burden. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. Let it come on you. Jesus wants to share that calling to prayer and that burden. He wants to share it. And even if it's a place of suffering, which Gethsemane certainly became. And this, listen, this was not a a Sunday picnic prayer time. This was the night before his crucifixion. This was the night of his arrest. And he's feeling the weight of the world on him, if you remember, Gethsemane. And he's saying to his followers, can you come close to me during this time? Can you bear this load with me? you got to find people that can bear burdens with you, people that think like you think and want to experience. Paul wanted that. He said in Philippians 3, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. What did he mean by that? I think he was saying, I want to feel what Jesus feels, even if it hurts. And I'll tell you, friends, leadership and prayer and ministry, there's a price for it to come into it and say, Lord, I want to feel what you feel. Just a taste of what you feel. I want to share that yoke with you and the fellowship of your sufferings. It's interesting, too, that the Garden of Eden was place of burdens and a place of going further in prayer was also on in this occasion the night before the crucifixion and when you think about the burden that was coming on Jesus of course he always had a passion he always had a he said I want to fulfill my calling he said my face is set like a flint toward Jerusalem Jesus had a passion and he had a burden but how that burden changed as it got ready to enter into this season of suffering. And I'll say this, you know, a burden will come to you as something great is about to happen. A burden will come to you when God is changing your season and bringing you into a new place. This is what was happening to Jesus. And he wants his disciples to be a part of this, you know, this burden that's coming down. It's a a time of breakthrough. It's a time of change. Once Jesus dies on the cross and rises from the dead, everything is going to be different. And you say, why am I feeling a burden right now? Why am I feeling this right now? I think it could be because you're on the edge of a breakthrough. I think it could be because God wants you to come into a new season, a new season in leadership, a new season in life. And then he says this in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He says, pray so that you won't enter into temptation. Matthew 26, 41. Pray that you don't enter into a, a place of temptation. He says it several times. And the, the Bible indicates that instead of praying that they would not fall into temptation, they fell into slumber. <laughs> this is interesting. One of the words we did, I think, in a previous podcast was about burdens. And a, and a burden means, one of the translations of the word burden is to feel drowsy. What kind of a leader are you? What kind of a Christian are you? Are you a drowsy one? (laughs) Sometimes I'm drowsy. God, help me. I want to be a praying one, not a drowsy one. Lord, help us to be the leaders who carry a supernatural prayer burden, sharing it with Jesus and watching, praying all the way through. You know, this I learned about sleep versus prayer. My body will never say I've had enough sleep. (laughs) <laughs> it will never volunteer for less sleep so if it comes down to should i pray or sleep i know what my body's going to vote it's always going to vote no to prayer but i've learned in in forcing myself sometimes i pull myself out of bed and i'm not trying to say like i'm some spiritual giant i'm just saying sometimes you got to put your body down and you got to say you know there's something great waiting for me if i'll get up and pray jesus had to wake him up he reminded them again to pray so that they wouldn't fall in into temptation. And this this oil press, this is the place where, where God is putting the squeeze on us because there's something inside of us that will refresh and bless other people, like the olive and the olive oil. With the right amount of pressure, that oil will come forth and will be a blessing. We'll be an encouragement to other people but if we don't join Jesus in the olive press if we don't allow him to to pressure us and touch us and move us and weigh down upon us that flow of the sweetness of ministry won't really be there the greatest messages the greatest prayers the greatest truths you'll ever get you're going to find them in the oil press you're not going to find them on the comfort day you're not going to find it on your day off, necessarily. You're going to find it when your heart is broken, when you feel the weight, when you feel the pressure. But something good is coming out. And one thing about the oil press that, I, that I've seen again and again in Israel, that contraption, it's always rigged so that, the, so that the pressure doesn't break the seed. Because if you break the seed, it fouls up the oil. What you want to do is just have the right amount of pressure that gets that oil out without crushing that seed and discoloring or affecting the oil. And God will never crush the seed of your heart. He will pressure you. He will allow his burden to come on you, but it's not there to destroy the seed of you. Uh, It's there to elicit from you the sweetness of almost like wine. The making of wine is very similar. You don't want to crush that seed. You want just that sweetness of the new wine to come out. Pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Oh my, how many leadership fails have we heard about? How many leadership tragedies have we read about? Oh my goodness. Lord, don't let us be another story of a leadership fail. Let prayer be our passion and our burden. Jesus moved a, a little further away from the three men to pray, it says in uh, one of the accounts and. Then he asked the Father to take away the cup of wrath that he was about to drink. You know the story. And every time he submitted it to the Father's will, and he said, not my will, but your will be done. And it says um, in Luke 22, verse 43, that he was exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Wow, that's a burden. I mean, I don't know if I want to go there. I'm being honest. I don't know if I want to be exceedingly... But if Jesus was there and he wants to share that with me, I'll go there with him. Are you kidding? I get him. I I get to share my life with him. I'll take that on, the fellowship of his sufferings. And in that moment, God sent an angel from heaven to minister to Jesus and strengthen him. So burdens are something that you feel, and burdens catch the attention of heaven in so many ways. Let me just take a few minutes and... Pause from the story of Gethsemane. There's a lot there. Maybe you can look at that story yourself and see what happens in the oil press. But maybe just a little commentary on what is a burden. What is it? Looking at this story, we can see that a burden uh, is an assignment. It's uh, a mission. Jesus was on a mission. In a way, a burden is an empowerment because Jesus was in that oil press and he was being empowered for the cross, empowered for the assignment that was ahead. And it's the same for you and I. We're going to get our assignment. We're going to gain our empowerment from our time in the oil press. A burden's going to be a passion. It's something that you feel deeply. You're going to begin to care about something. You're going to start caring for what God cares for. That's, that's the definition of a burden. And a burden going to make you God's friend. You're never closer to the Lord than when you're sharing a burden. I tell you, Jesus was never closer to the Father than when he was there in the Garden of of Gethsemane in that oil press, feeling the heart of God. It's a passion that comes on you. A burden is also like a pregnancy. If I could could use that word now, being male, I've never been pregnant, but (laughs) I've been with pregnant women, and I'm married to a woman that's given two beautiful children and had two pregnancies. And A burden is something you carry. It's the same thing. Burdens grow like a pregnancy. Something starts small on the inside of you, but it keeps growing and growing and developing, and pretty soon it's causing you discomfort even. It's stretching you. It's it's pushing in on you. It's affecting your life, and then it ends up in the pleasure and joy of a brand new life. Let me tell you something. If I could even just say this prophetically, that little tiny thing on the inside of you that today is so small, God is breathing on it and he wants it to grow and at times it'll make you uncomfortable and it and at times it'll seem like it's taken forever but then at the end it'll burst forth into new life. And that's that's the part about a burden that I love. A burden is a pleasure. A burden is really a form of ecstasy. Don't don't think of burdens as burdensome. Just like a mother who feels the pain of childbirth but then holds that baby. Oh, the joy that that mother feels, that father, after all the pain, all the stretching. See, here's the thing: leadership ends up in new life. It ends up in something pleasurable. There's an ecstasy to you know, to carrying something for the Lord. It's a pleasure and it'll bring you joy. Don't be afraid of your burden. Don't resist your burden. Don't ignore your burden. You know, tap into your burden, because God's bringing you into a new season through it, and and He's pressing you. Yes, but something wonderful is coming out of it. Let me pray with you. I want to end the podcast with a prayer, as I as I love to do. And I, I don't know when you're listening to this, or you might be out walking or exercising, or it's okay. Let me pray for you. All right, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to drop down on you right now as I pray whatever time you're in, whenever you're listening to this, I feel like God just wants to release something very special into your life. If you would say, Jesus, I want to join you in Gethsemane. I want to join you in the oil press and allow your weight and your spirit to come on me and squeeze me even to allow the freshness of what you want to do to come forth in my life I want to be with you in that intimate place of knowing you. I want to share the burden that you have, and I want your burden to shape my direction and where I go, and I want my my new season. I want the resurrection and the life that you have for me that will come out of this burden. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, for every person that's listening. And I'm praying, Lord, that as we say yes, as we say yes, to give you permission to begin to press down on us and squeeze things out of us that we might never have seen otherwise. That, Lord, let your burden, which is light, and your yoke, which is easy, let it begin to weigh down on us, Lord, and beautifully extract that leadership, that ministry, that prayer life that you have for us that we can grow and, and develop closely, connected to you, yoked to you, connected to you we want that Lord we want to uh, we want to see the new life we want to pass through even the times of suffering and crucifixion the death process that brings us to the life process let your burden work in us Lord let it work have your way in us I pray in Jesus name Hallelujah well I uh, I enjoyed sharing this message with you if you want to be in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you. There's details on the podcast description, how you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. And, and I pray that you'll join us on a future podcast, the Gateway Leadership Podcast. We're here for you. Let's continue the conversation about burdens and leadership and serving the Lord together. Great days are ahead. Until next time, keep moving forward no matter what, because you are inspiring transformed lives. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David King inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.